0: welcome to another episode of Stevenson's Mind. And in this episode is entitled, One Life to Live. And it's easy as that. You've got one life to live. If you look at some religions, we have many lives. If you believe in reincarnation. And also if you look at science, with quantum physics, energy can neither be created nor destroyed. So you might come back as a loop effect. But for the moment, in the current now, in the consciousness that we are aware of, in the present moment, we have one life to live. And it's as easy as that. But the power in knowing that changes everything. When we're born, We come into this world with ego, with consciousness, and it develops, awareness develops. The potential is there when we're born, but it develops as we grow up. And for some people, unfortunately, they don't get to realize, they don't get to become aware. You see, if you go through the motions of growing up, Without awareness, you'll always be a victim. You'll always be a victim to life, to the environment, and to your circumstance. The one thing that'll change everything for you is the ability to gain awareness and control the direction of your life, the environment. And infuse that with a purpose and you'll have a satisfying life. When we're born, as I mentioned earlier, we grow up, we're influenced by, you know, many, many things. And I've said this in previous episodes. Our worldview is influenced by many, many factors. Our parents, siblings, the environment, our education system, etc you have to harness awareness and control over your mind and over your body and there in your spirit. Because if you don't do that, you won't be living your life and you've got one life to live. See, if you've got one life to live, do you want to live a life of unawareness or awareness? The two things are so drastically different. I know of people who are living the unaware life, the unconscious life, victim to their emotions, their thoughts, desires, the environment, etc. They're just being pulled along. The momentum that is created by the surrounding environment is just pulling them along. And while they think, They might be in some sort of control. The reality is they are being controlled. And then you get to that end and you think you've led a purposeful and fulfilled life according to your own direction. But really you have not. You've gone through the motions of life as a victim being pulled toward the direction of the environment that is set up. And that's really sad. That's the ultimate regret. I think personally for myself is that you reach that end point. And if you're lucky to reach that end point, so many people don't get a chance to get to their old age, but if you reach that end point of 90 years, a hundred years, Sometimes beyond that, that you can look back and say, like the old song goes, I did it my way. And as best you can, you know, you'll never gain full control because there are forces out there that we are not in control of. And, you know, there are things out there that we're not aware of to become aware of so that we can control it. You know, that's where standing on the shoulders of giants help, right? If we learn from you know history, from past mistakes, from people who have walked the path and shown us, okay, here's where you take the fork in the road, here's where you take the change of direction, then you can continue that mission, and all is not in vain. You've got one life to live. My philosophy is make it the best life you possibly can, but do it your way. Don't do it anyone else's way. But then again, it's your life, so you can choose. If you're unaware, you have no choice, but if you've achieved some sort of awareness and you decide, you know what, it's easier just to replicate, and act, then it's up to you, it's your life. On a personal level, it's harder, it's tougher to do it your way. But the joy and satisfaction is unmatchable. I think it's the difference between being an employee of a company and being the entrepreneur of the company. Now, I'm not lessening any role, but the highs and lows of each of those two positions are very dynamic. As an employee, you don't have to worry about where the business is coming from. You don't have to worry about, you know, making payroll. You don't have to worry about sales, et cetera. You don't have to worry about strategy. You come in, you do your job, you have a role. You perform in that role and you get paid to do that. You sign off at the end of the day. But when you're an entrepreneur and when you've designed a company out of thin air, out of imagination really, and you've brought it to fruition and you're seeing it through, and like with you know any business, there's bumps in the road. But you, know, you pick yourself up, you keep going because the passion that is on fire has so much momentum that failure is not an option. You don't even think of failure. You just keep trudging along. You just keep heading in that direction of your motivation, of your inspiration, of your vision, of your passion. And granted, being on that top seat, when you fall, you're going to fall down hard. But when you soar, You're gonna soar further than anyone else in the company. The pleasure you'll have obtained from success, from seeing your your baby grow, and you know, fulfill its its mandate, its its vision, its its mission. That's unmatchable. You can't you can't compare that. But again, it's your life. Choose you know, the type of of elixir you want in life. You know, choose the type of fire you want to play with. You can play with a a low-burning fire. That's okay. It's your life. But if you play with a high-burning fire, you'll feel nothing like it. You've got one life to live. How are you going to live it? try as best as you can to live it your own way based on your own thinking, your own decisions, your own actions. Too many times we're influenced by primarily our parents because they're the first ones we interact with when we're brought into this world. They show us you know what they they know to be the way of the world. They show us what we need to do to succeed in life, but according to their thinking. And even though you've come from your parents biologically, you might not be the same people. You might have inherited cultural values. You might have picked up on behavioral traits. But that's everything that's somewhat unique to them. And granted that you do have shared genetics, but the environmental behavior that you can adapt to is very different from the shared genetics. You have to look beyond your parents' teachings. Friends, I mean, when we start school, you know, we make friends. We've heard of peer pressure, the influence of friends, what we do to compromise our beliefs, our virtues, just to uh, be part of the herd. And you know, this is biological, right? It's it's wired into us. Studies have shown that we're willing to compromise our values and beliefs, just to uh, be part of the herd. Well, what are you missing out on when you compromise? You'll never know your own true strength or what you're capable of if you've receded to the herd mentality. You know, siblings, after our parents, within our friends, you know, our siblings, if you've got older siblings, you know, you're apt to draw influences from them. But, you know, is it the best influence for you? And once again, you know, parents, friends, siblings, they mean well. They're doing, you know, in their heart and mind, they consider it to be true. But it might not be your truth. Education. We go to school, what are we learning? All the subjects that they teach us in school. How valid are they for today's time? And even if it's valid for the current status quo, how valid is it for you? Does it mean anything to you? Will you utilize it? Is it your purpose? Is it your passion? Does it fulfill you? Is it the path you're on? And you know, with education, anything you learn is always good to learn. It's like doing a crossword. It's it's an exercise for the, the brain muscle. Certain education you know, can bring about confidence when you master, you know, abstract theorems, etc., but in the practicality of those things, you know, that's unique to, to your path, how helpful is that? And on the other extreme, you know, how far away is that taking you from your path by learning the wrong curriculum? And by wrong curriculum, I mean the curriculum that does not sync up with your path. It does not complement your path. It is not purposeful for your path. Education is very important. There is the real world education, which you cannot teach in a classroom. You're going to have to learn that when you step out into the real world. But there is sort of an in-between that you can teach. I'm hoping to, to see that in school systems such as you know, financial acumen, psychology. You know things like that that are powerful. That you know are the real tools we need to, to chart it through through life storms. Religion. Here's something that's so powerful. You know, I've done an episode on on those two words. I believe. What does that mean when you say that I believe? You know. One of the questions I should have asked people a long time ago is, who's your God? (laughs) I learned that from Paul Cech recently. You can learn a lot about someone by asking them, who's your God? And again, nothing wrong with believing with God or not believing in God. I mean, it's, it's your life, it's your choice, but that'll shape kind of person you are. It'll shape your mentality, it'll shape your beliefs, it'll shape your, your view of things. It's so very important to, to know who is your God. I personally think if you learn things like philosophy, psychology, those things will give you such a burning fire. And it'll, it'll fill you up with a lot of resources and practical resources that'll help you figure out things in life. I mean, just psychology. I remember when I read my first psychology book, it was so simple that it made sense. And psychology is it's one of those subjects, I think, that the more you learn, the more you're peeling the layers of the onions. And granted, you know, with psychology, you know, you can beg to differ, you can have your own opinions and beliefs, you know, about how things are, but you know, as a a starting point, it's, it's good for you to become aware of, of, you know, things that we have, habits that we have, thought patterns, behaviors, etc, where they come from, how they're influenced, we can, you know, ascertain that control. You know, philosophy is you know, it's, it's the non-religion belief, right? The, the secular belief. What do you believe in? It's what you believe in will shape your, your values and your truths. And your beliefs can change. You know, your beliefs from when you were a kid are much different from when you're an adult, when you're a senior. And your beliefs will provide the steering wheel for navigating through life. No, you took that left turn because you believed in such and such you took that right turn because you believed in such and such so i think if you focus on you know philosophy psychology you'll you'll be miles ahead you'll get that that head start to start being aware early enough that you don't fall into the trap of being a victim and you know All along, I've just talked about sort of the intellect of things, you know, the mind, the the mental facet of things, but the body, you know, it's really athletes who, who use their body, utilize their body, but so much emphasis is on our mind, on our education and, you know, getting the best marks out there, going to college, university, Getting your degree, a diploma, graduation, which is great. But then don't forget the body, the temple that you're housed in, that consciousness is housed in in this lifetime. And I always, you know, believe that the body and the mind, like, you know, it's it's a two way street, it's a two way communication. Mind affects the body and the body affects the mind. Then there's the spirit, which is a whole different episode. But then what, you know, what might be beyond the spirit? Who knows? But the body, you know, how you move your body. So many people don't move their body. They just sit, you know, they're stuck on the chair, working the nine to five. And even those who might be active, they might not move all facets of their body, right? We're so used to moving our fingers, but do we have the same control over our toes like we do our fingers? No, why is that? we don't use it. Our feet, you know, we use our feet so much for walking, for running, we get to places because of our feet, but we're not aware really of how to relax our feet or, you know, de-stress our, our muscles down there, how to cool off inflammation. So you look at the top athletes, pushing their body hard, but then they're also cooling their body hard by resting, you know, you see them on the yachts after a season or, you know, a couple of championship tournaments, just resting the mind, resting the body, doing nothing, the exact opposite of, you know, the extreme opposite of what they do on the field, you know, somatic intelligence, you know, the intelligence of the body, the body is so intelligent, it's so powerful. Too often I feel, you know, we're concentrated on the mind. If we only focus on the body, it'll open up a different world. And this is not just your muscle. This is the sensations, the feelings, the emotions that go through your body. Your mind can think of, you know, the concept, You can conceptualize an emotion, but it's really with your body where you're feeling it. So all of this goes into, you have one life to live. How are you going to live your life? Whose life are you going to live? I wish you all the best. And I wish you the best life that you can possibly live. Because you've got one life to live. See you on the next episode.